Welcome to On the Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us, and where we fucked it right up. Join us on the Wet Coast. You can tweet along with us with hashtag on the Wet Coast. You can follow us on Twitter at Wet Coast Cat, that's cat with a K, at Serious Flick, at On the Wet Coast. Read blogs, reviews, and more www.onthewetcoast.com. Email us comments or questions at contact at onthewetcoast.com. And if you like what we're doing, please rate us and leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite platform. It makes a huge difference for us. Thanks! All right, so we're on part two, talking about group sex. We had so much to talk about last time that uh, we split it up into two podcasts, so you're not just listening forever. Well, it makes sense because, you know, with more people, there's more to talk about. That is very true. Uh, So if you want uh, the beginning section of this, you should go back and check out last uh, episode where we talked about a lot of the, um, where we talked about the sort of the basics of of group sex, a bunch of information. We talked about risk-aware sex and about getting started. Uh, Tonight we'll kick things off talking about threesomes. Everybody always wants to talk about threesomes. They do. And I think with good reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this this was kind of the big fantasy that kicked off our adventures into non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very common starting point for a lot of people yeah. starting into non-monogamy. And uh, well, I mean, if you think about it, like even beyond the um, you know the super sexy things about you know three way sex, like you look at three way sex in, in pornography, and it's like it looks pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, it's also kind of a uh, an oblique way to bring up the idea of having sex with somebody else. Yes. It's not like, hey, I want to fuck other people. It's like, hey, should we have a threesome? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, should we fuck another person? <laughs> um, and the answer is yes. <laughs> so one of the most important things to think about with threesomes is that your very special guest star is a person with needs and wants of their own. And this is particularly true if this is the fabled bisexual woman unicorn that wants to have sex with the couple. You need to really remember that she needs to be treated as a person. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, if she wants to, it's really important that she gets off and that she needs to feel valued. And uh, yeah, really that, that she's not just a sex toy that the two of you are using to get yourselves off. Unless that's her thing. Um, if she wants to be used as a toy and that is her thing, awesome. But, um, yeah, that needs to be discussed in advance <laughs> and planned for. But that's, it's really important that, that you're not just using this person as an accessory and then kind of tossing them aside. And of course, uh, male unicorns, uh, also need this care, um, as do gender non-conforming unicorns. And uh, yeah, this is, it's just really important to treat the other person, you know, as a person. So as you're going into a threesome in advance, it's important to be clear of what's expected or wanted and, and talk about that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough because, you know, people often want to go into this experience, you know, feeling like, you know, they're safe, that everything's safe. And, you know, and so trying to kind of, you know, use, um, uh, use sort of, you know, rules and strictures to kind of create that sense of safety. Um, and, you know, and, you know, uh, some of those might be good. They might be good for, for you and your partner. Uh, but also, you know, it's very possible to meet all of those rules and still get the, you know, the feelings and fears that you're trying to prevent. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe you want to dip, dip your toe in, but you know, my, my feeling in general about this kind of thing is like, you know, maybe, 
maybe this is going to be your only foray into it. So maybe try to make the most of it rather than, you know, kind of uh, baby stepping it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there can be a few different approaches to it. Um, You know, maybe going with the, you know, the plan that you're only going to make out or you're, you're going to keep your underwear on or, you know, these things can be, can be other very legitimate and really wonderful ways to have the experience. Um, but I think we're, we're talking a bit more about, you know, the like, okay, you can't touch the person here or don't make eye contact or, you know, don't fuck them in this direction. Like, you know, you can only fuck them from behind because looking in their eyes is too intimate, is too intimate, but licking their butthole is fine. And, um, (laughs) you know, there's, you know, people have their rules and, and we kind of mock them a bit because it doesn't work for us, but, um, and, and it's funny. And it's funny. Um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, you know, figuring out, like what you're trying to protect yourself from is often a better way to approach it as opposed to just coming up with a bunch of, of lists of can't do's coming into it, especially if you're, you know, inviting someone to come connect with you and then, you know, providing them with this giant list of all the things they're not allowed to do yeah. is it's not going to make it really seem a lot of fun. Um, as opposed to like inviting someone to come, you know, make out with you both while you stay in your underwear and uh, that know, actually that sounds is, way more hot than yeah. you know you can't do this and you can't yeah, do this you, you gotta keep your underwear on it's you know there's there's ways of framing things to, to get what you need and and still have a really hot sexy experience and not have someone else feel like they're they're in this weird place yeah and you know and and, and because um, you know the sort of the more you get to know each other, the better sex is. Yes. Um, that also applies to threesomes. Yes. So, you know, think about, you know, maybe not what's, what's this, you know, one individual encounter going to be like, but let's, you know, like, let's get to know this person and have some sexy times and, you know, and maybe not burn any bridges, maybe mm-hmm. start to build a rapport rather than, you know, kind of, uh, um, treating this as this as a uh, as a novelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've definitely had that experience, and and we've you know people that we've connected with over and over, whether you know it's been regularly or really irregular, as it has been with Bex, that we just see her every now and then. And, you know, but the sex we've had has just gotten progressively hotter because we've, we've gotten to know each other better. And, and then, yeah, that connection can be just so awesome with that. And, and she's getting what she wants out of it, which is, is sex without having to deal with relationships because she finds that a hassle. (laughs) And, you know, we're getting what we like out of it, which is a, you know, sex with the friend that we really like and was a friend we had before and we still hang out with as a friend just casually um and yeah it all just works out uh, really nicely so you know you can you can have this kind of rapport work and not have it have to be you know a thing <laughs> but you know that can only happen because she felt good about her experience with yes, us and yeah. felt valued and was getting what she needed. Um, yeah. She wasn't used and discarded. Like, you know, yeah. So, but you, you need to figure out in advance, like are things off the table? Is there going to be penetration? Is there not? Is your guest star staying over? Um, and figuring the stuff out in advance so that they're not left feeling uncomfortable. And the whole staying over thing was something that I learned about, in our first threesome experience, because we got a hotel, because we have a tiny, like, double bed, um, which we've, you know, since gotten a queen size, but uh, we, we... For reasons. For reasons. Uh, we didn't have the option, you know, to have three of us in our full-size bed. Um, so we ended up getting a hotel room for our first experience and, and invited her to stay over. And when the sex was done... I was miserable and I wanted to go home or I like, I was really wishing that we'd brought the Apple TV and could have watched Netflix um, (laughs) because I was done and we were stuck in this room and I wanted to disengage and, and I really like her and I really like hanging out with her, 
but I was done. And I just felt so trapped and so miserable. And that experience could have been the end for me. Because like, I really enjoyed the sex that we had. But I hated everything else. And I hated waking up in the morning. And then we still all just had to look at each other and talk to each other. And, you know, we ordered room service and ate and that was kind of fun. And, and we talked about maybe getting some sexy things going again, having a shower. But I was just done. I just wanted to be gone. I wanted to be over. So I think it's important to know that things like this can come up. And I basically at that point decided that I never wanted to have a sleepover again. <laughs> and it's kind of a policy I've mostly stuck with. It's very rare that I have had sleepover experiences, except when we've traveled. And it's, yeah, I'm just usually really, I need to go back into my little introvert cave after I've had the experience. And she is an introvert too, and probably would have been so happy to just watch Netflix. But because we didn't have the option, we were all just kind of stuck there, just kind of staring at each other and thinking, what now? Well, no, we made awkward conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We did make a lot of awkward conversation, and I wanted to go anywhere but there. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's important to, to know things about yourself or be prepared to learn things about yourself in the moment that, that might be really awkward. And you might be the kind of person who just loves that experience and then wants to talk all night and have, have breakfast in the morning and just roll around in the experience of togetherness. And that might feel really good for you. Or you might be a horrible misanthrope like me and want to flee the scene. Yeah. But people who are involved with me now just know that that's how I am. And I just make it really clear. And occasionally we've invited people to spend the night, but I make it really clear that they're spending the night in the bed (laughs) downstairs by themselves or possibly with you, if that feels right. And I am going away (laughs) after, (laughs) you know, half an hour to an hour of talking is done after the sex. I'm getting the fuck out of there. So, yeah. But if something goes wrong it's really important to talk about it. You might need to take a break during the, during the night, uh, or, and step away, like possibly as like both of you. So being prepared for something to potentially go wrong during a threesome is important. You might have some feelings come up and it's important to talk about those feelings. And it might even be strong enough that you need to like fully take a break and get your partner and step away Uh, to have a chat. And if you need to do this, it's really important to look after your your guest at that point, maybe get them a glass of wine or a blanket, a bowl of ice cream, um, just whatever that person might need or want to feel good in that moment. So they feel secure and safe. And the two of you, if you need to just can go have a conversation. Yeah, it's really easy for that person to, you know, uh, tell themselves that they've done something wrong. And that that uh, they, they're about to destroy your relationship. Yeah. 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 So really, you know, focusing on, on their needs at that point is, is really an important step so that, uh, that they feel really safe and, and cared for and just know that like, Hey, you just need to, to have this moment, but you know, they're there and everything's cool. Yeah. And you know, or, or maybe you, maybe you don't necessarily need to talk about it, but maybe you can just kind of take a breather, just, you know, step, yeah. step away for a minute, go wash your hands, um, uh, look at yourself in the mirror for a minute and, and, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, decide whether you're okay or whether you need to, to share what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it can be just shared in the room with all three of you and, you know, the other people will just want to, cuddle the hecky out of you or um or whatever needs to happen to to feel good in that point you know if uh you know just yeah asking for for what you might need and and being okay with with stating your needs you know because generally everybody is there hoping to have everyone else have a great experience Mm -hmm. and so even though it can be inconvenient if you're in the moment, this like really sexy moment to have someone be, um, you know, saying like, I feel really left out or, you know, I don't feel very safe right now. They're going to feel much better if you make 
your words clear at that point than they are if the next day they're talking about what a wonderful time they had and you say, I had a horrible time. I felt completely left out. I'm devastated. Yeah. You know, and well, and the other thing is that a lot of the time people will sense that there's something wrong. And when you insist that there's something wrong, I said that there's nothing wrong. They assume that what you mean is there's something wrong with you that I can't talk to you about. Yeah. So, so yeah. So don't, uh, don't bullshit. If, you know, if somebody senses that there's something wrong, then, um, you know, be honest about it or say, you know, you know, it's, it's not really something I want to talk about right now, but just, you know, give me a minute or, you know, could I have some extra reassurance or whatever you, you think you might need in that moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I think one of the other or some of the other great things you can make sure you do for your guest star is to make sure you've got fresh towels for them to have a shower if they want or, you know, a rope available if they want to, um, you know, go to the bathroom or something and aren't necessarily super comfortable just walking around in the nude. Uh, just, you know, just extra little comfort things, uh, maybe a, a toothbrush, you know, the extras that you get from the dentist, um, just there in case they want to freshen up or anything like that. Just having a few of those little, little comfort essentials just helps someone feel really, really valued and comfortable. Well, and that's one of the nice things about having the liberator throw as well is, uh, you know, especially if they're going to yeah. spend the night, you know, the, the bed is nice and clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that often happens in threesomes is it becomes a, uh, it will periodically shift into a twosome with, you know, one person either playing the voyeur or sometimes feeling a bit left out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the ways that people sometimes deal with this is, you know, they, they say, okay, um, we're actually going to focus on this one person. It's yeah. going to be all about them tonight yeah. so that you, there's never wondering, okay, whose turn is it? Am I playing, yeah. paying equal attention to, to both people? Um, one of, one of the ways that hot mama deals with this is when she is having a threesome with, with a couple is she just leaves it entirely up to them. Mm. She does, you know, so she's like, you, you guys, you know, um, you, you guys kind of guide this and, you know, and, and so, so yeah, some, sometimes the way that it naturally shifts is it's going to be two people really, you know, connecting and, and focusing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll shift over to you at some point, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, it's really important not to throw a tantrum, but you, you may want to speak up if, if you're like, you know, and, you know, maybe specifically saying, you know, hey, I feel left out. Can I get some attention? Or you might just ask for something specific. You know, hey, could you could you finger me? Hey, could you kiss me? Um, or, um, you know, or you know, uh, sliding in there, grinding up against them, yeah. and talking about how hot it is that you know you're watching them do this. Yeah. Or you know, like straddling your partner's face while you know the other person is riding them, or something like that. Like just you know, just getting in there and um and just feeling part of it or you know or if providing the lube or (laughs) you know i have like you know i slid my fingers into the woman uh a woman's pussy alongside your cock when we were at uh, you did you really did at desire in november because i knew she you know had mentioned that she was a bit of a size queen and i i you know sort of thought like, oh, this could be really sexy. And I was, you know, I was stroking your cock while you were fucking her and stretching her out a little bit. And it was just like, it was just super duper sexy and a way that, you know, I sort of wasn't really involved in the action at that point, but I was able to be part of it. And I was watching up close and it was just super duper hot for me. And the two of you really enjoyed it too. So, you know, no, that was really great. You can find, you can find ways to participate you know, when you're not necessarily the center of attention at that moment. No. And, and like, seriously, if you, if you, if you don't really want to, you know, jump right in there, if you don't want to sit on somebody's face, you know, um, but you're, you're wondering whether, you know, 
they, they, they want you there, you know, having somebody else's hands on you, having somebody, you know, uh, kissing somebody while, while you're fucking somebody else, like these things are, are super hot. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, like you, you can, um, you can really enhance the experience mm-hmm. so that it's, you know, it, it kind of expands back out into three. Yeah. Yeah, or you know, even lying on the bed next to them and and touching yourself or grabbing oh, yeah. a toy and and using it on yourself or however it works, uh, you know, your preferred play for yourself. Yeah, having an um, orgasm next to two people that are having sex, like those two people will be fully into that. Yes, yeah, and it's super hot for them, and and you know. Yeah, it can very quickly segue into, you know, you becoming the center of attention again, if that's something that works for you. No, it's um, tr- actually, it's you know, true. Like they're just so excited by what's happening. So yeah, so. like they might get so turned on that they will like disengage and, and start fondling you because yeah, they're just so into your pleasure at that point. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's lots of great ways to, to be involved but yeah, like fully admitting it, threesomes can be really stressful. I personally find group sex in general kind of stressful and threesomes. I find, I think I would say threesomes are the most stressful for me. What do you think makes um, it the most stressful? Even though they are awesome. I fully admit they're, they're really awesome, but I, I'm seriously anxious. And so I get, I get pretty wound up and I find them pretty stressful. I think, because there's the most opportunity for the left out feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's like the, the most opportunity for that, for feeling so, like someone else is kind of doing your job and that you're extraneous. And that's one of my personal, like the biggest like bugaboos in my, in my mental illness is that feeling of worthlessness and that, um, that sort of cognitive distortion that I'm, that I'm expendable, that I'm, that I'm worthless, that, that anyone could easily replace me. And it's one of the things that I have to fight with most of the time. And it's the thing that comes up for me most often as an issue in, in non-monogamy. So threesomes seem to highlight this for me the most often. Um, so when we've, we've done threesomes with people who have a lot of the same kind of techniques as me and stuff like that, I can feel like, well, there's no point me being here because that person can do that for you. So yeah, it, it, they can be really tough, but they can also be amazing. And I've had some just outstanding experiences. And so I don't normally let the, the anxiety override my desire for threesomes, but I think we have fewer than we used to partly because of that for me. Cause I just, yeah, they're not my favorite. So you know, just being aware, like these, these experiences are outstanding, but you know, good stress is stress. And, um, there, there can be other issues that, that come along with it that you, you need to, you need to know yourself and be kind to yourself and, and know your limits. And one of the places that that first came up for us with threesomes, um, was in a, was in a threesome with, hot mama and seeing the intimacy that the two of you had built together. And it was, it was really, it was really tough for me in that moment because I had been such a cheerleader for your relationship. And, and I knew you two had had a bunch of dates and it was all super awesome. And I was really into it. Um, when it was all in my brain. And then the next time that we were all together and I saw the intimacy, the two of you had built together Oh, it was quite a thing. And I, you know, it actually literally, like knocked me to my knees, I just kind of fell to the ground. And I just sort of was taking a minute, and considering sort of running away and just going into the other room for a bit. But the two of you sort of noticed and, and, you know, came to the floor with me, and suddenly I was right back in it. But it, yeah, it was it was hard for me. And so those kind of surprise moments can really can really be like a bit of a kick in the gut. So I think just being aware that that can happen and it's not always going to happen with with new relationships, but if you do what we do a lot of of having our individual relationships that we sometimes then three three sum it up. Um you know, you're going to see that connection that your partner has with someone else and that can be that can be challenging at 
um, you know, as compersive as you might feel about them having those relationships, sometimes seeing that up close can be really challenging. I don't know whether you've had uh, similar experiences in that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think so. Um, I don't know if, uh, if as much in threesome situations, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a factor. So, uh, one of the, one of the things about threesomes is the kind of the, um, the strange environment, um, mm-hmm. can make your cock shy, like anything involving group sex, um, just because of, you know, weird and unfamiliar circumstances. Um, yeah, your, your cock might not show up to the party. And, um, and it's something that the guys often get very freaked out about. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's something wrong with my cock. Why is it not here? And, and, um, and so, so yeah, it's, um, it, it is, you, if you are, if you're involved with, um, with other people in open relationships, they'll probably tell you, you know, oh, it's, it's not a big deal because, you know, it happens to a lot of people. And you probably think, no, that's bullshit. I'm like the only one. <laughs> um, but it really, it really is quite normal. It's oh, an, gosh. it's a normal response to, to it. And, um, you know, and often it's a normal response to, you know, to just being with a new partner, yeah. especially somebody you don't have, you know, a lot of, a lot of rapport with yet. Um, but, but yeah, in, in group situations, uh, it's, it's one of the great things about, about having threesomes and more with, with people that you have established connections with is because, you know, your, your cock is, is going to have a better chance of showing up because you, cause you're, you know, you're, you're just more comfortable. You're yeah. just more at ease. More relaxed. Um, you know, have, um, I, I find that for myself, um, being at home helps a lot as opposed mm. to being, being in, in other environments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the thing is that you have, uh, you've got your hands, you've got your mouth, you've got your voice, you've got all kinds of stuff to do lots of sexy things with. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if, if you're prepared for that, if you, you can, you can tell a partner, you know, sometimes my, my cock is shy in new situations. Um, and you know, and it, it will not be a problem. And in fact, often I find that if I say that, my cock's more likely to show up because yeah. the pressure's off. Yeah. Um, but it's very, it's very few women who will be disappointed at getting like a bajillion orgasms because you're, you're going down on them and fingering them all night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I have never complained when that's been the case. Yes. Um, and yeah, I have, you know, I've had it happen with so many different guys, um, both in group situations and one-on-one situations when we're new to each other that, um, that, yeah, it is, it is exceptionally common and it is one of the most common questions that I've heard when listening to other podcasts, when people call in with their questions. Is this normal? Is this normal? And, and the answer is yes, it's exceedingly normal. Um, but yeah, as long as you don't like, throw a tantrum again, like there's, if you're, if you're cool about it, you don't have a, a, a freak out and have, you know, the women who are there have to then console you all night because, you know, this happened to you. Um, you know, like if, no, like, like it, it impresses people. If you are just totally cool about the fact that you, your, your cock was, was, uh, was, was taking the night off. Yeah. And yeah, and I've I've had experience where where people have just gone to town with with their hand, with their tongue, or gotten a toy and just like fuck the hell out of me with one of my dildos at the eleven. Or, um, and we watched the other night when when people we were with, um, he was fingering her as she was kneeling and blowing you, and he was kind of thrusting his hips against her with his hand kind of in front of his body and it was like he was fucking her 
but with his hand yeah. and she was still getting that that kind of pounding of the hips and, and it was really sexy to watch and uh yeah she came really hard so it was obviously very very pleasurable for her and they just have something that worked out because they you know he was in a new situation and we were in this big group thing and yeah, if you just if you roll with it and you just change things up as needed, everyone has a great time. So that's that's definitely, you know, but the attitude is all of it because if you have the the sulky fit and everyone has to console you because your life is so hard, no one's having a good night and everyone is going to remember that and no one's going to invite you back. So one of the one of the things that that comes up a lot in threesomes is kind of Constantly feeling like you need to be doing something, yes. right? Like the sort of, you know, um, I think it kind of comes with that, that pressure to be having like porn star caliber sex, yes. right? It's, it's like, okay, I got a free hand. I better be, you know, uh, rogering somebody with my fingers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that often comes up as well with some of the weird juggling of feelings of it's like, okay, I need to be pleasuring them both equally or, or even simultaneously. Yeah. Right. It's like, I got to make sure they both get equal attention, make sure everybody feels, you know, uh, you know, equally included all the time. And so that kind of stress, um, you know, can, can, um, make it hard to really be present and just kind of lean into the pleasure, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe don't, don't worry as much about making sure that it's, you know, equal, like totally balanced equilibrium, but it's okay if it's a seesaw. If the, mm-hmm. if it's unbalanced at any given time, it's just that over, t- you know, over time, it's, it's relatively equal. Yes, for sure. You know, and it takes some hella dis- dexterity to like finger someone and jack someone at the same time. Like, you know, <laughs> like that is some head patting, belly rubbing kind of stuff, or, you know, like, double wanding it with, you know, a couple of, of dildos or something like and getting two women off at the same time or like there's like that's that's a lot of expectations. So Well and um, you know and, and also sometimes you can't you can't focus on giving pleasure while you're getting pleasure. Yes. Right? And so sometimes yeah. it can be better to just stop trying trying to give for a little bit and just you know and, and just, just be in and it. just be in it and you know and accept the pleasure that somebody's giving you because yeah. you know yeah you can easily kind of you know get distracted and lose your rhythm and and if you're if you're trying to to keep giving while you're getting yeah for sure yeah, I have a partner who loves 69 and I just find it so difficult. <laughs> like I can really only focus on the one or the other and it's yeah, it's quite a challenge to to be present in the pleasure I'm receiving and trying to do it at the same time like I I mean, I don't hate 69. Well, no, it's, you know, yeah, certainly I'm not complaining about him licking my pussy while I'm blowing <laughs> him, but it yeah, it's it's just it's not the same as him just licking my pussy when I'm not blowing him. But uh, yeah, and it, that whole, the stress and the worry about the pleasure and everything can happen if you're the guest star with other people who are partnered. And if especially if there's any concerns about, um, you know, your metamor feeling a bit left out or a little like unsure about you and and I've had this had this experience happen when I've been with someone and and their partner that you know I'm so worried about her feeling left out that I don't even really have an experience with him that night because I'm just so worried about her feeling good and feeling you know attended to and and that sort of thing um it can it can be really stressful. And I ended up like not really having a great experience for myself because I was just so worried about making sure that she felt good about that. And these, these feelings can really, can really come up when you're kind of in that unsure place. Yeah. And, you know, and I think one of the things that can, that can help with, you know, making sure that, you know, everyone gets something really great out of the experience is, 
that thing beforehand where you're sharing fantasies. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of the time in our threesomes, we've actually, you know, really tried to make sure that, you know, um, that fantasies were getting fulfilled there. It's like, you know, yeah. Hey, you talked about doing this and, you know, Hey, hot mama wanted to be fucked in her wedding dress. And, yeah. you know, all, like these, you know, sort of, so sort of trading these, these yeah. unique experiences for each other can be a way to, to kind of help to, to balance that out so that, you know, someone isn't, you know, always, you know, isn't always giving and maybe, you know, it, um, hasn't, hasn't been able to take the time to just, you know, accept something from the other people, you know, and because fulfilling somebody's fantasy is fucking fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah, so it feels so good. It feels so good. And so you sharing that fantasy and giving them a chance to do that for you is, mm-hmm. is a gift as well. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to take a little break. And when we come back on the wet coast, we're going to talk about foursomes and moresomes. Hey, lovies. This is Dirty Lola, host and creator of the Sex at a Go-Go podcast. Sex at a Go-Go is a live comedy show, sex ed Q&A, and Go-Go review that takes place once a month in New York in the back room of a tiki bar. But what happens if you can't make it to New York? in the back room of Tiki Bar. That's why you listen to the podcast. That's right. It's a live show. I'm being funny. I'm going to teach you some things. You're not even going to know you're learning. So join me here on swingset.fm or the Swingset app for Android or on sexatagogo.com and check us out. You won't regret it. We're back on the West Coast. We're talking about group sex. So we've covered threesomes, and that's about it. That's all we've covered. <laughs> well, what uh, what else is there to talk about besides threesomes? Well, um, what's what's one more than threesomes? Foursomes. Oh yes. Um, foursomes are actually really common in uh, with swingers because it's sort of the natural configuration when two sets of couples. Mm-hmm. Um, get together and mash their bits. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, most foursomes are probably just kind of like two different twosomes yeah. with like just a little bit of interplay. And I think it, you know, it helps if, you know, everyone in, in the foursome is bisexual because yeah. then, you know, everyone sort of has yeah. some, some energy and attraction. Yeah, more fluidity in that. Yeah, more fluidity. But, um, you know, for myself being a, a, a heterosexual male, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't really get to experience that kind of like full, fully, uh, you know, engaged, um, sexual attraction thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, in, in those foursome situations, uh, sometimes attraction isn't always equal, yeah. right? So even, even when you're in the, the standard configuration where it's, you know, it's mostly two swap pairs, you know, one of those pairs may not be as equal or interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be really challenging. And I think it was part of why we, we sort of started this and thought maybe we're swingers and tried that a few times. And then maybe we're not swingers. Yeah. Sort of found it difficult enough to find that sort of attraction that was strong enough with both of us and both of them that we just kind of realized that that maybe wasn't our thing. And though, you know, we, we sometimes swing, we have couples we swing with and that's super fun uh, with, the people that it really works with, but it, we realized it just wasn't sort of the way that we that we wanted to play regularly because it was just too too difficult to find that connection, and we never really wanted to feel like one of us was taken one for the team, which is is something that sometimes happens that one person isn't particularly attracted to the other pair or the other person in the other pair that they're likely to be having sex with and uh, sort of goes through with it anyway, just so that their partner gets to have the experience. But it always leaves someone feeling a bit, a bit lousy. No, it's, it's not a great feeling to, to feel like you're not really in it. And that can happen in a threesome as well. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, I'm not really into this, but my partner really wants to do this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 
Yeah, I think as as a rule, you're you're just better off trying to find a, a better fit. For sure. And the person that you're with is probably going to feel that kind of disengagement too, which isn't really going to make them feel great. No. So, you know, we just, for, you know, most, most people that, that talk about this, this phenomenon of taking one for the team, just really generally advise against it. Because, yeah, it, it just leaves everyone feeling kind of lousy. You know, an- another common thing that, that is, has come up with, uh, with friends of ours in the foursome situation has been that the bisexual women didn't really get to play together, mm, right? And yeah. so they, there was sort of maybe a, a little bit of making out and stuff, but then, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it's largely split off into two and two, they didn't really get feel like they got to explore with um with the the other female partner the way that they really wanted to yeah yeah and we did actually really consciously when we were at desire in november um i made plans with with the woman from a couple that we played with last year and we'd had an awesome sexy time like with the two on two and we were all playing together in the same bed and there was certainly making out and stuff but she and i really hadn't had the time to play together. And so when we were heading into it, like we were messaging back and forth, talking about the stuff that we were going to do to each other and, you know, made good on that. Like as soon as we were together, like I pounced on her and, you know, went down on her and then fucked her. And then she and I played together on a double ender. And we just, we really went for it before either she or I played with either you or him, um, we just, we were like getting that happening because we'd wanted to and, and hadn't had the chance. Yeah. It's, it it was, it was pretty great. And, you know, and I think it's something that often happens, you know, because, because of the way that, that those foursomes tend, tend to, to pair off is the, the female, female activity almost just becomes part of the foreplay. Yes. Again, and as we talked about in the the previous episode, it's often well, it's not the real sex; it's just the it's just the warm up yep, before the, the real sex be- begins, and you know that's that's not <laughs> the case. Um, that uh, that yeah, so having having that experience, and and we knew that that both of you were really enjoying watching it, both for the the visual stimulus of of two women that you're attracted to having sex together. Um, and as well, just, you know, knowing and seeing the pleasure that we were having in it, you two were getting a lot of pleasure from that. Oh yeah. It was, it was just, it was really amazing. And, and, um, and yeah, like just for you to be there for each other, right? Like it was, yeah. it was not, it was not a performance. It was Yeah. And even if we had finished there, had all our orgasms, kissed you both and been like, okay, we're good. Let's go for lunch. Both of you might have been a bit like, oh, well. Oh, yeah. I, but I would, you also would have been like, cool, okay, let's go have lunch. And yeah, it not think, been yeah, a thing. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I would have been slightly disappointed, but yeah, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I would have been okay with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, sometimes you do if you've if you got that kind of, kind of connection, you know, really need to uh, ensure that it happens. Like, just really jump on that. But if you, you know, are in a situation where, where people have paired off and maybe you are really attracted to the other person, but, you know, the real spark isn't there or, or sort of the acts you're doing together just aren't quite there that, you know, you're maybe watching your partner with the other person and it looks like they're having way more fun than you. <laughs> and that can be really difficult. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. I, I've, I'm, a lot of the time in foursome situations, I've found that they, they will stop and start a yes. lot. Yeah. Right. Because, because of, of that type of energy, it's like, okay, they're having more fun. I'm, I'm kind of in trouble getting into this. And so you might sort of stop and kind of, you know, talk with, with, uh, with your, with the, the person that you're with for a bit. And then that makes the other, the other two stop. And so you, you talk and then you kind of get back to playing yeah. and you play some more and then you stop and you talk some more. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of what I talked a bit in about in last week's episode is you don't get that kind of sustained energy that you get mm-hmm. in one-on-one as much. And I feel like foursomes 
have been the one configuration that's that's kind of the most discontinuous mm-hmm. um, compared to threesomes or you know or five plus where there's just kind of more more general momentum mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense um, and the other thing is once you start adding people into a group scene you know it takes longer and longer <laughs> <laughs> um, and for someone like me who often has a bit of a 90 minute attention span um, you can definitely get to the point of it was like okay how long are we doing this <laughs> and you know sex is one of the few things that i'm willing to do for for probably longer than 90 minutes but um there you know you can start to just get kind of tired or it can get late or, or, um, or you, you, you get bored you can get bored <laughs> if I've ever been bored, but I've definitely been done much sooner than other people. It's usually just that it's gotten late and I'm tired. Um, and, you know, and the thing is, like, a lot of people in play party situations, they seem to start late and go all night. Like, I know those Chicago folks, like, holy crap, they... They stay up all night. And I'm even, I was like on the Pacific time. So I was like two hours, you know, ahead of them as far as the clock went. And I was still, they were staying up later than I could. Um, so yeah, like people in play party situations or at, you know, kink events and stuff like they seem to be people who just stay up all night all the time. And I just can't keep up with that. And there is a point where I'm just like, I just want to go to sleep and I don't care what anybody wants to do to me. <laughs> I'm just done. So I think, you know, factoring in like starting early enough that, that, you know, if we're planning to attempt to, you know, have some drinks, have some conversation, you know, have a bunch of orgasms, have some after conversation and then go to bed. Like I need to know, you know, I need to plan the timing accordingly so that I actually give a shit by the end of the night, because I will just switch right off if it's gotten too late. No, it, it's it's true, and 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 even with threesomes, like uh, a lot of the threesomes we've had, you know, it's been like you know a, several hours of conversation before getting started to it, yeah. and and then you know it's it kind of gets a little bit surreal, like you know you're you're slightly crazed from lack of sleep at a certain point, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, somebody better come goddamn soon because you know I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> What do I have to stick into whom to, to make this end? Um, so yeah, that's that's something to take into consideration. The, the cat might get hostile if it goes too late. Yes. It's like, really, you want another orgasm? Uh huh. Um, but still, even if you're not quite like me. <laughs> You know, it's important to recognize that this might take some time. Uh, And maybe not everyone is going to get off. Um, Maybe, you know, it's just not what their body feels like doing that night. And sometimes you're going to try really hard and it's going to be frustrating for all involved. And other times it's just not what they want and that that's totally cool. You know, really focusing on everyone feeling like they've come out of the experience having a good experience. Yeah, yeah. You know that. See, that's that's a tough thing because I feel like there there are a lot of people that maybe feel like they they can't ask to have an orgasm. It's like everyone else is done, and oh, you know, can I really put myself out there? Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's. That's a, that, that can be a tough spot to be, to be in for some people. A lot mm-hmm. of people like, be like, yeah, hey, I can come over here, put your face in my crotch. But yeah, that it's tough to walk that line between making it okay that somebody doesn't come and, and, you know, letting them feel like it's not okay to come. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And I think, yeah, that's like making sure they've had a good experience and feel satisfied by the experience. And yeah, it's all well and good. You know, I've heard Dan Savage just say to say to people who, you know, their partner hasn't been getting off to just like demand, like absolutely like get your face over here. I don't care how numb your tongue is, get it in my pussy (laughs) and, you know, get to work. 
but not everyone has the confidence to do that. No, um, for sure. Or the relationship or the whatever. So, yeah. Uh, and especially in a group situation, right? It's like, you know, I'm not just putting, the, you know, I'm not just making a demand of, of you know, my partner. Yeah. But, you know, it, oh, these other four people and the other four nice people, have, they've, they've had their fun. And, you know, maybe yeah. I should just wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can say like, all right, who wants to give me an orgasm (laughs) or, or, you know, things like that. So you can make it more playful. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, making sure that you are, are feeling satisfied by it. And I, and I'm, you know, I'm a big fan, you know, of self-pleasure and I love to, to get myself off and, and often, you know, that can be sometimes the only way I can get off is just hopping on my magic wand and, and go into it. And I feel really comfortable doing that in, in a group situation. And, you know, not everyone does feel that comfortable, but I encourage you as much as you can to just, you know, get touching yourself, um, or get out the toy that, that gets you off. Um, if you're going to be with other people, bring the toy that gets you off with you. Oh yeah. Um, like, you know, making sure that you have the tools in hand that, that are going to get you there, get in the position you need to, if you have to push everyone else off the bed, because you need to lie a certain way, do that. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever needs to happen. So I think, and often if you start, in on self-pleasure, which we talked about before, like people will kind of be like, Ooh, and want to jump in and, and, you know, at least be nearby and, and touch you or, or do things. And, and I sometimes then have to ask them to stop that because it's distracting me from having my orgasm, but I can sometimes direct someone to like, maybe don't stroke me like that, but bite my neck or something like that. And, and we can, you know, can really get me there. And I've, I've definitely been in group scenes where, I have done that and have then had an amazing experience because someone has helped me get off. Yeah, it's interesting. Like in, and, and this, this is, this happens a lot in, in some really great foursomes, but it's, it's kind of a great experience with, um, you know, with, with moresomes, as you put it in our show notes, um, is the kind of shift of focus, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, this person is the, is the kind of, uh, focus of, all or most of our energy mm-hmm. for a little while. And then, okay, now it's shifting to this person. Yeah. Um, and even if that hasn't been the 10, the, the, um, the tenor of the evening all night, um, especially if it's getting towards the end of the night and you realize, okay, this person has been giving a lot and hasn't been yeah. getting, you know, instead of like, you know, um, uh, asking if they want to wind up, maybe it's a, a good, it's maybe it's a good time to point out. It's like, you know, Hey, so-and-so hasn't had an orgasm. Let's, you know, let's, yeah. you know, let's, uh, let's do something special for them. Yeah. Or like, what could we do for you to have this, you know, feel good or something if it's not, if you're not wanting to quite be as goal focused as like, okay, you have to have an orgasm before you leave. Um, but like, what can we do to give you pleasure? Or maybe feel bad or maybe pounce on them or maybe pounce on them or maybe like give them a a massage or, you know, like, you know, do something like that just to really make sure they've had a lot of pleasure and a really good experience. Yeah. You know, and, and there's, there are a lot of different ways to enhance the experience for one person being the, fo- the focus. Yeah. You know, maybe you're kissing them, maybe you're holding down their hands. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you're, you're, um, stroking, stroking their chest or stroking their, their thighs, you know, like you, you don't, you don't need to be kind of, you know, piling on or trying to get them airtight. Yeah. You know, you can create a, you know, really sexy, sensual experience for them. Yeah, figure out what they like, what what things kind of drive them wild, and and how many of those things can happen to them simultaneously (laughs) while something else is going. Um, And that yeah, that can be super exciting and really fun. And yeah, we've definitely found that in 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 sort of bigger groups and and orgy esque situations where yeah, the focus does bounce around, and and quite often you're doing something with with one or two people and like you just catch the eye of someone else across the room and see what they're doing. And, and, you know, you're maybe locked eyes while you're engaged in, in different activities, but you're just so connected, even though there's that physical space and you're not like physically connected, there's this incredible uh, connection with eye contact that 
is just like you're just both there for in the other person's scene without actually physically being there mm-hmm. um which is amazing or even just listening to the sounds of it uh when we had our shin anniversary orgy that when bex was playing um with with someone in in one room and her noises and we were all like maybe having snacks in the kitchen and chatting or off in the living room doing something and all of us were just kind of like as we were pulled to just like peek into the room and be like what is happening because it just sounded so incredible and we and we were just so connected with that piece of it um even though none of us were involved we just yeah got like listening to that was just so damn sexy and we felt uh just so part of it just by you know and i think we all just sort of slowly crept into the room and just kind of got a little closer and started doing other things because we were all just so excited by by that noise and that built-in audience thing, you know, can be like, you know, for, for those of us who are exhibitionists, you know, it can be a way to, to get that audience without necessarily having it, you know, go to a, an event or a club to, to have that public thing that, you know, you have people seeing you doing things can really ramp up the experience for you. If that's something that you're super into, for people who are more shy, sometimes it inhibits <laughs> the opposite them, effect. Yeah, um, that they then don't feel quite comfortable doing things or don't feel quite comfortable making noise. And but I, I, I tend to find it very freeing to be in the space with with a lot of people, uh, as far as like being able to have orgasms and having people see me is is really really freeing. Although if I'm feeling a little off, it can then sort of feel pressure and then I'm going to be more inhibited as well, yeah, like, the other night. But, but when you're, um, it seems like a lot of the time when, when you're not, not feeling great physically, you, you know, you just, you know, you, you really kind of just, you know, step up and just do for other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I go into service mode. You go into feel, service mode. If yeah. I feel off. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, line people up to, you know, to ride your strap on and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> line them up. Who's next? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that works for me. Yeah, this is not hyperbole. This the, she did <laughs> at a at a play party. She did announce who's next. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I did get I did get takers. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and some of um some some of my favorite uh situations in you know in in these in these larger larger groups have been you know like i described like you know you blowing me and then just having some extra hands on mm. you know and um and you know yeah it it doesn't need to be a you know some kind of complicated yeah. tetris of people yes although we did do that with our fivesome the other day like it, it was you know it, it was a bit of a um, it was a bit of a Jenga, yeah. but, um, yeah. And, and it's super hot, but it doesn't always have to be. No, it doesn't that. have to be that. And my back was fucking killing me. So, um, yeah, there is, there is a price to pay for. Yes. And indeed, I definitely like you're, you're going to end up in some weird positions that you might pay for it. It's usually worth it. It's usually worth um, it. And yeah. And like, sometimes even at the time it's like, it's like, you know, I, this is really uncomfortable, but it is not worth changing anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think also reminding yourself that it doesn't have to be that kind of Olympic level thing, because that was something we we found when we were having like really regular threesomes that we um, were focusing a bit too much. Like we had sort of gotten into that fantasy fulfillment piece which was really nice and we were doing a lot of sexy things but we got to the point where like every time we got together we needed like all of the most complicated things to happen and it was starting to feel a bit like a chore and we were just like you know what we could just have some vanilla sex as we called (laughs) called it Um, We could just have it's a, a vanilla threesome. You know, just a vanilla threesome, but just you know, like let's we could just have some sex and yeah, like just just be comfortable and you know yeah. and, and uh, you know uh, enjoy the sort of the closeness and yeah. yeah yeah and so remembering that that you know you can have the elaborate um, acrobatic complicated 
many accessoried, many body configuration kind of thing. But you can also just have a really nice naked time together. And it doesn't have to be that um, is, yeah, it's a good, good little reminder that that you can have a lot of variety in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy in these, these, um, in these group situations to kind of get, get caught up in the fantasy and, you know, and trying to accomplish something. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like, you know, relaxing and just, um, you know, enjoying the experience Mm -hmm. can, can take a lot of, a lot of the pressure off. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't need to fuck, like, rock stars or porn stars all the time. (laughs) No. No, and it can be fun, and it's usually what people talk about, because, you know, when we get on the sort of explanabrag thing, um, you know, on Twitter or whatever, that we're being like, oh my god, I did this thing. But of course, you know, people talk about the highlights, and... Yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, and, yeah, and then, um, you know, they were, you know, they were like, cuddling each other's faces while, you know, while, while I was jerking off. Like, you know, like you, you don't, you don't talk about those moments, even though that's something that I remember very vividly because it was very special. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a good reminder that these things can be outstanding and just crazy sexy and really acrobatic, but can also just be really intimate and lovely. And, and yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for some group sex and we'll see you next time on the wet coast. Thanks for listening. Please help boost our visibility by rating us and leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It means a lot to us and helps us get into the ear holes of more listeners. You can follow us on Twitter at wet coast cat at serious flick at on the wet coast. You can email us at contact at on the wet coast.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can read cat's blog at on the wet coast.com or on the wet coast at lifeontheswingset.com. You can also hear a lot more of Cat by buying the audiobook of Cooper S. Beckett's novel, A Life Less Monogamous, available at alifelessmonogamous.com. Enter code WETCOAST at checkout to save 10%. And audible.com. Check out other awesome sex-positive podcasts on the Swingset Network at swingset.fm. Our theme music is A Naked Gun, Bank Assault, by Francesco D'Andrea. Episode music is Puzzle Pieces by Lee Rosebeard. Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Savage Lovecast and Savage Love, and you're listening to a Swing Set podcast at Swing Set FM.